0: Hello everybody, welcome to tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Nice to have you with us again, and uh, tonight we are very privileged and honoured to be joined by one of South Africa's up-and-coming female cricketers. We've had such a great uh, ladies' season. Welcome to the show, Minai. Thank you for your time. Thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: Let's start off right from the beginning and explain to everybody exactly who you are, because you're not yet a household name, but I'm sure you're going to be under-19, one of the stars of the previous under-19 world. What got you into cricket? And let's just remind everybody, of course, we're talking to you. You're in Bloemfontein today, aren't you?
1: I was born here, and um, it's also the of cricket. I played in the backyard with my father and younger brothers. And yes, I just got involved with in it in primary school and I haven't stopped yet.
0: It's a strange, and I know that we have some fantastic female cricketers in South Africa. Why not, and I'm glad you didn't, but why not like netball and athletics and tennis that are, if I may say, the supposedly girls' sports at school?
1: Oh, well, I actually did play all the sports in primary school. Um, hockey, tennis, netball, and even, um, javelin with, with athletics. And, um, it was always just fun for me competing, just playing sports and being active. Um, but my father secretly wrote me in for cricket and my mother didn't know. So I think I always have liked competing against the boys and knowing that women aren't um, we are sterilized as a weaker... Um, yes, yes. And actually, we can compete against boys and we don't have to step back is against that, them.
0: Is that something that is prevalent still at schools where the boys think they're the manna and the girls are subservient?
1: Yes. <laughs> I think well, I have quite bigger ego than girls normally tend to have. But um, us as women have also... Strong competing skills, and we don't have to stay.
0: Tell me a bit them. about the school system in in Bloemfontein. I know uh, there's obviously some very, very well known, and many Springboks and Proteas have come out of a couple of the boys' schools. Are the girls' schools similar?
1: Well, definitely. I think we have. Well, I'm in an Orania, and currently we are the number one tennis, hockey, and netball school in the country. And um, we also have Unisi, So we compete against all the bigger schools in Johannesburg, in Pretoria, and um, in Western Province. So we maybe don't have that much of Springboks, but we still compete and are very fortunate with the great schools we have in Bloemfontein.
0: What do you think it is? And I know you're really young, and it's not exactly the kind of question that I guess you'd be able to answer, but from... From your perspective, what do you think it is that makes the schools in Bloemfontein particularly so strong at sports? Um, and then, unfortunately, by virtue of the fact that it's a smaller little town compared to the big lights of Johannesburg and Cape Town and maybe even to a lesser extent, Durban, that a lot of the schoolboys and girls end up moving out of that area. But what makes those schools so good and so special?
1: One thing that really stands out is the, the the pride we have for our schools in Bloemfontein and the culture in our schools, the traditions and um, but also we get a lot of we would say the platterland the smaller um, dorpies in the Free State strong children come from there and we have this traditions and culture in our schools that just can't be broken. And I think that also gives us the competitiveness um, to compete for something we have so much pride in.
0: Is it a boarding school as well where you are?
1: Um, Yes, I am actually in a boarding school. Yes.
0: Am I right in saying, because I remember, although it was a long time ago that I was in school, but it always seemed as though the schools that had a boarding school, their tradition um, and how... Upper they were with regards to their uh, schools, and with the uniform and how they honoured the school and the uniform seemed to be so much stronger than the schools that didn't have boarding schools. Is it that boarding school culture you think that does that?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, you spend so much time with with um, girls around you, and you just you form this relationships. And this friendships that you also makes you more um connected to the school and the place you love where you want to go. So I definitely think um the boarding schools in school structures have such an important role in providing a strong and competitive school.
0: Right. Let's now turn our attention to the sport that clearly you love the most: hockey, tennis, and throwing the javelin, and all important. <laughs> uh, but I guess cricket is where your future lies. You were in the Under-19 World Cup. Tell us about, first of all, the experience of playing for your country.
1: Yeah, It was an amazing experience, and I was so privileged to be able to experience that. Um, I loved every second of being on that field, and every time you would maybe get a bit down, and you would just look at playing for and. Um, we were playing in the yellow kit, and it was just amazing. You always see it on television, beautiful kit, for an amazing experience.
0: Is a big highlight for me, and there's this wonderful photograph of you consoling Umaya Rastanika after they lost to South Africa by a run. I think that depicts the competitiveness during the game, but then as soon as the last ball is bowled or the final run is scored, um, cricket is a game that levels people out.
1: Yes, definitely. I think um, our coach had, had this great um, motto of saying we are people before we are cricketers. And um, especially that game, um, they were fighting so hard for the win. And I was bowling the last over, so I knew uh, how much for win meant for our team and how bad the loss would be for them. But at the end we were girls ages a game that we love.
0: Now you mentioned you were bowling the last over. you're kind of like the all rounder of that under 19 team. Um, was it because you played in the bowl at, bat, or were you just that stay the game and do as much as you can?
1: Um, yes, more, but um, especially in the longer format of the game, just standing on the field and just feeling it wasn't enough for me, so I wanted to be a part of everything. And just if you don't always come off, off with the bat, you have a chance to still fight for a team with the ball. But just competitiveness to score rounds, but also take wickets. I think that's a motivator for me.
0: Tell us, because I'm going to let you explain it. You talk about, about taking wickets. Um, there was a hat trick somewhere there, wasn't
1: there? Um, no, but <laughs> that was Madison Lansman. But I, if I remember, I was I was close to one. Um. But yes, Madison Lanzmann was a leg spin bowler and yes, that was an amazing moment when she took three wickets.
0: Take us through that tournament um, and the results that you guys had.
1: Um, Towards the tournament, we weren't in that good of a space as a team. We were losing quite a lot of games and we had a a pre-warm-up series against India and we also struggled as a team. But... um, when our warm-ups was also not great and we lost. But when the first match against India came and one of our younger batters scored an amazing half century. And we I think we scored once that game and that showed us that we can actually do it. And even though we lost the first match against India, we had this belief in the team that we can still do it. And our next three pool matches, yes, it was two pool matches. Oh, it was UAE, Scotland, and yes, those three. And we won those matches, and it was with was such an amazing feeling knowing that we have come into the storm and struggling, and we have been as a team just continue to fight to get our wins to continue into the Super 6 stage.
0: You talk about losing to India. I mean, it wasn't a a big loss. I mean, India were 174. You scored 166 for 5. So, it wasn't a terrible loss. Do you think that in itself gave you guys the confidence going forward to know that you would competed so well with the Indians?
1: Yes, definitely. That is such an important match just for our confidence and just belief that we can still um, perform well in the tournament.
0: So take us into the Super Sixes. What happened there?
1: Um, well, we then played against Bangladesh. I think the first match was and it was a tough match and it was quite, it also came down to the last over or last two overs where we were batting second and we had to chase down a total. Um, but we won that match and then the next match was Sri Lanka, if I remember right. And we also won that match with the with one run. And um, it was a great time for the team. and We were on ice. And even though we didn't play the best of cricket that we wanted to, we um, pulled it over the line and got two important wins.
0: And how did you guys end up at the end of the tournament? Where did you final
1: um, match? Uh, even though we we only lost one game in the tournament, we didn't have our net run rate wasn't high enough to qualify for the semi-finals. Um, it was truly heartbreaking for the team because we fought so hard those two matches and just to get the disappointment of not qualifying for the semi-finals. Um, but we have definitely grown everyone as cricketers and I think... Yes, so we didn't qualify for the semi finals. Um we just heartbreaking. but we knew that we have come further and have achieved more than we thought we could at the start.
0: What do you think or where do you think we can improve and how much stronger were the other teams than South Africa? You guys are a young side. I know that's terrible to say everybody's young at under nineteen, but in terms of experience <laughs> Um, compared to the Australians and the Indies, for example, and even to a lesser extent, England and New Zealand. Um, how and where do you think you guys can improve?
1: Well, that's true that England, India, and Australia have just, when I mean, have so much experience to um, higher cricket levels and difficult games, and by practice, it's like they live, even Brief cricket. I think the most important thing for women's cricket is. But schools have to get cricket. It's girls schools, um, co-ed schools. It doesn't matter, but you have to start young. So primary school would be great. And then to take where they can play club cricket, um, and work towards playing women in national weeks. We have, um, national week structures in place, but it's not the standard that England and Australia have. So, um, so that when when you get to the professional level and playing senior women's cricket, you have to be able to compete um and then also to perform in the international level, you have to play on um like professional cricket level in domestic cricket in South Africa, otherwise you won't be able to compete against Australia and England and the better cricket nations
0: i mean when you look at the season um I oh no, um might not be on the top of your head. But I mean how many matches do you play in a year in South Africa?
1: Um, if you well, Free State we were in the bottom division this year and we only had four matches in the season, so from the twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three season. Um we're guessing now around about um eight to ten matches or game or it'll be games two because it's T twenty and fifty over. So it's about twenty matches a season. Um but I don't think it comes close to England or Australia's club and six Seasons um structures. So not
0: enough school cricket if at all in club cricket?
1: In my school or in Bloomberg isn't um girls' cricket at schools. Maybe one or two schools co ed schools but not competitive and I haven't played a club match since I think before COVID almost. And um but luckily we have a LMS structure in Bloemfontein for um where men play. So my dad signed up a team and then the especially the winter season coming, we will play Sundays, we will play LMS games. Um just to you need to have get game time if you want to be a good cricketer,
0: and to get into that, to that uh, free state cricket team. I mean, they're a pretty strong side at the moment.
1: The women's side. Um, yes,
0: yes, you're in that team, right?
1: Yes, yes. Luckily, I've um, was fortunate enough to get an opportunity to play for them when, um, when I was still young, or still fifteen years old. And I just grew up in the team and grown as a player. Um, so, yes, it is quite a competitive team. But hopefully for Division 1, we can um, attract or, b- or buy some pro-tier players or also professional players so that we can compete against the stronger provinces.
0: Yeah, I was very impressed. We we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago when we spoke to the coach. He really does seem to have, uh, if I may say, his head on the right way with regards to what he believes in and how he believes the team are going to do and uh, I know he's given you guys a bit of time off, but uh, at the end of the day, I guess you want to play as often as possible.
1: Yes, of course, um, and as competitive as possible, um, so that you can grow as a cricketer.
0: So uh, that photograph I was talking about earlier on—I saw some strapping on your on your hand. <laughs> are, are you injury free, or was that just for show?
1: Um, I, close to the World Cup, I obtained uh, a heap um, stress fracture. So um, in October, so it was a stressful time for me recovering, and I couldn't do an, a lot of fielding um, coming up to a World Cup. So when we teamed, as of my hands were <laughs> very, yeah. I wasn't used to it, at all, and I'm um, a bit obviously, lucky.
0: All of us who've played cricket, like, you know, you have a couple you keen to play. It is so sore to get your hands tight and fit and happy again and ready to catch that ball. What do you do to keep.
1: Try to intensively sit, um, session during the week with running between the wickets while batting and also high intensity, um, fielding practice. And, um, and then also you have to get, you get another type of stiffness after you play a game. So at least we got a bit of game time and you get start to get used to the stiffness. But also um, gym and S&C work is very important as well as mobility.
0: I'm sure you must be looking forward to the day, whether it be for the Proteas or even just for Free State, to actually play a red ball cricket and play a three-day, four-day or even maybe a test match one day?
1: Um, Yes, I was just the other day day daydreaming about playing like test match against England or Australia, where you just um yes, I hope that that opportunity will come by quickly for women's cricket because I think everyone is just longing for a, a three or four-day match, like a test series, to really test your your most, um, part of the game. So yes, I'm I really want to play. I know, you,
0: I know you said you were daydreaming the other day and every single cricketer, whether they are playing at provincial level, club level or even national level, whether it be Alan Donald or everyone has had that. You can play at any ground, anywhere in the world. Where would you like to play?
1: Uh, I would probably play lots in England um, just because it's such a historic um, place and I uh, I would love to play in a Red Bull series against the England women's side. Sophie Eckels i was just stay there and just bat through for South Africa. And yes, but to represent South Africa in every format will be a dream come true.
0: You've obviously got a huge career ahead of you. And the way the game is changing and the huge success of the World Cup not only the Under-19 World Cup, but the Women's World Cup that was held here in South Africa with a team getting into the final. And now the IPL. I mean, is it something that you think of as a career, proper, full-on, professional career going Yes, forward?
1: definitely. Um, you can make, now, you don't have to work a second job, and make a living of it. And the exposure and the, yes, it will be amazing. And I definitely am um, thinking about it. Um, so yes, it would it's amazing. And I guess convince
0: like their parents that sport is their future. You sound from what you've told me like your dad is quite happy for you to be a professional cricketer. That must be great.
1: <laughs> well yeah, they are quite strict about that. So they're not letting um they want degree and which I also believe is important and but I do think they support a sport.
0: Um, I think you yes. um, it. As much as I agree that you do need to have something behind you, because we all know, and I don't want to put a curse on anybody, but there's that one injury that could end your career in literally a millisecond. But just also remind them that, you know, the exchange rate between the rand and the dollar, they can retire early <laughs> if you earn enough money.
1: I will definitely bring that up next what do you, time. What do you think
0: you what do you think you're going to study next year? Don't tell your father it was me that said that. It's okay. But what do you think you're going to study <laughs> next year?
1: I'm um, looking at accounting, um, oh. which will be difficult to balance between cricket and studies. But, yes, I'm up for the challenge.
0: That's a, That is some serious challenge. And I guess... Well, once you're an accountant, you can also be a scorer at the end of the day if all things <laughs> don't work out, <laughs> work out properly. Um, it's wonderful chatting to you, Monique. Tell us a little bit about your heroes. I know you're still young, but who have you aspired to be and who do you look up to with regards to not just cricket, but in general?
1: There's quite a few cricketers. Um, since a young girl, I've always watched AV Davilius on the main side and I'm um, currently Riley so just the way the aggressive gr- aggressiveness in his batting and um, um everything about his cricket currently is something I um and from uh, other country. Uh,
0: what were the girls like in the World Cup? Was there a good camaraderie, and I'm sure a lot of competitive issues, but. Was it sort of of
1: competitiveness? um, But our team got quite close with the Indian cricket team, um, and they were so nice and good human beings. And I also made um, friends from the UAE side. Also, we stayed in the same motel, and it was just so nice chatting with people from different backgrounds and cultures. We were quite. Competitive when it came to of interaction with them
0: and I guess going forward, you would hope that that uh, would uh, happen and that you'd be able to get to know the australians and and especially the English who I guess are competitive juices are always to beat Australia and England
1: Yes, yes, and I think you have we they have so much we can learn from them in a cricket way um which would be quite nice.
0: So now here's a question that I hope is not an unfair question because you, you clearly are an absolute lover of the game. But what do you do outside of cricket? I mean, are you a girly girl or are you a tomboy girl? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I think more of a tomboy girl. Um, I would play golf with my brothers, and we would. I love hunting and fishing. Um, but there's also a part that likes dressing up and going to the dances and up, but it's in the smaller. (laughs) So I would definitely say more of a, when we call it the Buddha Macy in Afrikaans, more of a farm girl in nature and stuff. I was going to say a
0: Macy funny phrase start. I mean, that's really absolutely (laughs) wonderful. I mean, it's been an absolute (laughs) pleasure chatting to you. Final question, going forward, what does the next couple of months look like? I guess there's school and exams and all of those usual stuff that you've got to get through, but otherwise cricket-wise, what's coming up?
1: Um, well, I'm looking forward to the pre-season, off-season. Um, There's a lot of technical things I want to work on. Um, So it's going to be uh, intense training and just um shaping everything to be right for the season. Um, So it will be more, our off season now, and also getting fitter and um, stronger, which will be important into the off season. now.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and for our listeners around the world, Minay has done this thirty-minute podcast in her second language, not her home language, and she's done absolutely <laughs> brilliantly. Minay, buy a donkey. Buy a donkey. Nobody's going to understand that. Nobody's <laughs> going to understand that outside of the country and play. Lay any phrase, what a lovely part of South Africa it is. City of Roses, Bloemfontein, loved it there, worked there for many, many years. And uh, Springbok Park, one of the first grounds I ever did live radio commentary. Mines, but thank you very much for your time. Good luck for the future. Good luck for the season. I talk about the future, my goodness. She's only 19 years of age. The future is so ripe and ready for her. And we will definitely be following her career as we will be the other girls in the Proteus setup. That is tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. As always, be nice to each other, and just for me nay tot men.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much.